Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design and analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we have a special guest today. Who are you, special guest? Hi, I'm, uh, I guess I'm Maz. Yes. For the purposes of this. Maz Delta, (laughs) our friend from the internet, who is now our friend on the podcast. Hello. Yay! It's good to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Always a pleasure to have guests. Yeah, we get tired of listening to ourselves talk week after week. (laughs) It's true. Gosh. You guys are the worst. Kitty. Oh, we also have a cat. Because, you know. (laughs) Sure. He does the thing. Ah. How how have how has everybody been? It's been uh, three weeks this time, mm-hmm. because of scheduling things. But we're oh, here because of because of friends' barbecue birthday parties. Oh, that's that's a good reason. Birthdays are cool. Barbecues are cool. Yep. So friends are not cool. <laughs> friends are not. Don't do friends. Yeah. Yeah. If I could have barbecues without friends, I would probably do that. Sounds like the saddest, loneliest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> More meat for me. <laughs> well, aside from aside from barbecues, I have actually had like an unbelievably shitty couple of weeks. Oh, that sucks. Um, I think I I think I have an evil eye on me. I've just had like really terrible luck for like the past two weeks or so. Because I got so let's see, not this past week, but the previous week. On Monday, I got a flat tire. And then on Friday, I got another different flat tire. And then on the following Monday, I found out my dad was in the hospital, which he's okay now, but, like, that freaked me out. Um, And then on Wednesday, the car just died. Oh, man. (laughs) We had to take it into the shop, and it was, like, $300 in repairs. And it is still not entirely fixed. Like, it's still... The engine is missing a bunch, so we're going to have to take it in again. <laughs> wow. That's unfortunate. I... It's... <sighs> yeah. I, I can feel you on the flat tire thing, too. Like, right right after I moved here. Like, I drove my car out here from Iowa. And right after I moved here, one of my tires just started, like... It got just, like, this slow leak. And I took it in. And they're like, we don't, like, we we did a soap test. We couldn't find any leaks in your tire. And I was like, okay. And it just, like, it just kept happening. So I ended up having to get all of my tires replaced. And it was a huge bummer. I know. These were both, these were both, like, fairly sudden things where, like, I noticed it, like, I noticed it. And then the car was undrivable within the next 20 minutes. Yeah. That's So the second time, luckily... Uh, I happened to break down really near to like uh, like in the parking lot of an auto body store, so like someone there had a jack and oh. could like help me put my donut on, so I could get to the car place. Nice. Uh, as opposed to the first time where I had to get it towed. Yeah. Oh man, getting it towed is the worst. Tow mm-hmm. companies. Oh god, they start. They charge it's so, so expensive. much. It's so expensive. Yeah. They know they have you. Yeah. They know you literally can't go anywhere because your car is broken. Yeah, it sucks. Ugh. Well, anywho, how have you guys been? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of great. That's good. In preparing for school, starts up, and playing a shitload of Clicker Heroes for some reason. <laughs> Man, I, 
I tried Clicker Heroes. I didn't um, I didn't like it as much as Cookie Clicker. So I didn't either. But Clicker Heroes has has some end game stuff. Oh, does it? No, well, I, I mean I played it like a long time ago, so I don't know. Maybe it didn't then. But... Is that one of those like um, just completely inane like get get as much of the resource as you can and build an exponential system games? Yep. Yes, it's it's uh it's free on Steam. I think Clicker Heroes is right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that. Since I was, I was thinking, that's the one. Um. Yeah. Clicker Heroes. Go try it out for free on Steam. You might like it. I don't know. <laughs> that wouldn't that be a problem if you like it? Isn't it? Is I mean I I don't know. Like I haven't actually played Cookie Clicker, but my understanding is it's like a productivity black hole. Ah. <laughs> uh, I mean. Yeah. It, it it sets up a lot of like. It gets to a point where it's more productive to just let it idle. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that's sort of the point of a lot of those games is like you you build up, you build up sort of your uh, farming capacity, and it just plays the game for you, and you just spend your currency. Um, ah. Should probably yeah. delve into those at one point for the experience. We should have a. <laughs> We're not, we're not gonna do that this time, but we should have a game where we all just like pick a different clicker game. <laughs> or like that a sounds different... like the best idea. Yeah, like a different <laughs> idle game. There are so many. Like there's Cookie Clicker, there's Clicker Heroes, there's uh, Candy Box. Candy Box is great. Um, I played that one a long time ago too. I think I think there's a Candy Box two, as well. Uh, is Adventure Capitalist one of those? Uh, I is it a I've... clicker. I've heard the name. Let me. I've heard the name, but I don't it know much might about be. it. Yeah, I'm looking at the Steam page for uh, Clicker Heroes now, and it just says more like this: Adventure Capitalist Time okay. Clickers. Okay, yeah. Time My Clickers, God. Jesus. Yeah. Voted best idle game of 2014. Okay. So that must be that must so, be the same. So genre. there are enough of these games that they have a genre name. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I hear them referred to as uh, clicker games or idle games. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, actually, like, I... There, there is some really interesting ones, too. Yeah. We sort of that, like... get a narrative going. Mm -hmm. huh. I've heard that Cookie Clicker was made as sort of, like, just a joke-slash-experiment. Um, and so I'm, I'm impressed that this has become... Uh, like its own thing. Yeah, like I know Cookie Clicker wasn't the first, but it it was like probably the one that really made it take off as a genre. Because yeah. I, th I think I played Candy Box first, but they were around the same time. I I know I like suggested like Clicker games as our genre as a joke, but I think we should actually do that at some point. Oh man, if I'm only Thano were here, right. Thano would be so angry about that. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I don't know, I don't know that the, they're they're all about maximizing your efficiency. Maybe he would be into that. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know. I I haven't had a very interesting three weeks. I've just been in school and, and working. Today I um I went to work, and we had like a mandatory store meeting. So like everybody in the store was there from seven to ten a.m. Which is funny because I think. I feel like a lot of the people that work at my store, like, have never seen a 7 a.m. in their lives. Like, a lot of them are pretty young. Like, we have a handful of, like, high school-age teenagers and, and stuff like that. 
Um, but it's funny because 7 a.m. is like a work day that I get to sort of sleep in. Like, oh, I only have to be up at 5 a.m. instead of 3 a.m. Score. <laughs> um, so that was pretty, that was pretty, I don't know. I want to say it was terrible, but that was like three hours that I got paid for and I didn't actually have to work. So, you know, that's that fine. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Otherwise, I've just been uh, doing school. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> Maz, how's your life? It's okay. That's good. Um, I've recently started to uh, prototype my own game stuff and Ooh. started to look at games from a more technical angle, more analytical. So That's this, exciting. This podcast is good for that, Yeah, I think. Cool. Hopefully, if we're doing it right. Yeah. Um, what uh, what like engine or platform are you using? Um, I used Unity up till yes. now, and now I'm looking to uh, to learn Unreal Engine Four. I guess. Oh yeah, that's the next thing. Yeah, my school. Uh, I suppose <laughs> my school is. Uh, we're, we're an Unreal school uh, where I go. I think I think we used to be Unity, but like in the past couple of years, they've cut a deal with. Um, with the Unreal people, who's yeah, the, I forget uh, the name of the company. It's less expensive to use Unity, but if you have like yeah. a school paying for your licenses and stuff, it's yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I prefer working in Unity just because I know it's you better. Know it. Yeah, I like. I don't know at, at times because I'm I'm not I'm not in the like the game design department. Like I'm in animation, so I don't I don't do anything with like engines that I see like uh, my friends playing with uh, Unreal and I'm like, oh, that looks like fun. Like, oh, I got my, my you know, breakable meshes in. It's cool. Look at this. Look at how cool this looks. And I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but that's okay. Dang, though. That's okay. Um, yeah, no, my impression is that, like, <laughs> Unreal is, like, the serious business uh, engine Whereas, like, Unity is, like, really great if you're starting out because it's super easy to pick up mm-hmm. and it's free. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, yeah that's more impressive as well. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've seen a lot I really like people... using Unity, and I really like using GameMaker, too, actually. I've never... Heard good things about yeah. GameMaker. GameMaker is great. Yeah. Yeah. We talked Hyper about... Hyperlight Drifter was made yeah. in GameMaker. And so was um, Undertale, I believe. I think we talked. I think we talked about that. Uh, yeah, when... no, we talked about it because I I expressed my I can never remember whether Undertale was Game Maker or RPG Maker. Same, same. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure it's we, Game Maker. Yeah, yeah. And Nuclear Throne is also Game Maker. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, I feel like I should. I feel like I should look into Game Maker. Like, if anything, I'm probably gonna. I don't know. Like, just making some sort of like cute 2D sprite based thing would be fun, and, you know. Dealing with 3D models is sort of a pain in the ass. So <laughs> it's, it's easy and fast if you want to do like quick things. Mm. Well, quick things of a very particular style, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. Yeah. All Actually, right. I want now. I need to check. Uh, uh, what what was our game made in? Unity. I thought. I assume. But uh, I don't actually know that. I don't know why I made that assumption. Actually, I don't know I'm either. Playing. I'm I'm looking and I 
think I, for me, like anything that's like indie that involves physics, I kind of automatically assume Unity. <laughs> I'm looking at I don't I don't actually see the engine mentioned on um, Wikipedia. Engine or vessel game. Look at this. No, not not vassal. Uh. <laughs> vessel about vessel. Look at all this research we're doing here on the podcast. Yep. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking to uh, fill some fill some fill this oh, air. They have a custom built. Engine. Yeah. Okay. That makes I sense. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> They, they did do... They, For the liquid physics. There are a lot yeah, of physics. Uh, it, would uh, have to be, it would have to be a custom engine, because if it was made in Unity, the jump physics would be better. <laughs> and the liquid physics. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll actually, I think... Uh, I think... I think this... Since we're already we'll talking about now. it, this is a yeah. good uh, time to intro the game uh, that we, we, we have been playing. So we've been playing uh, Vessel, which is a... Water physics-based uh, puzzle platformer from what year did this come out? 2012. I would, I would go with fluid physics. Water physics yeah, is a bit generous. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And it does deal with more than just water. Uh, technically, I guess. Water and water-like things. Um, yeah, water and colored water. <laughs> and glowing... Glowing water with various property and occasionally property. steam. Um, yeah, where you play as a a sort of brooding-looking inventor man who has these little sentient water blobs uh, that have various properties that you know, using them to uh, solve puzzles in the world. I don't know what what else can you say about vessel. You you yeah you make your own fluid automatons and then they do their little automaton like cellular automata tasks and you hope that you can steer them into doing the thing that you want them to do. Yeah. And most of the, I most think of the, the puzzles, key word is hope. Yeah, hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, and most of the puzzles involve like fixing broken machinery uh, in like. A factory, or the other one is like an orchard, or I think there's the last mine. one a mine. Yeah, um, and the mines, as far as I got, I don't, I don't think there's anything beyond the mine. And then you have your own lab. Well, um, there is. After you do the mine, there's like a final puzzle. Oh, shit. <laughs> an arc reactor thing that's in the lab. Yeah, you yeah. have like yeah, you have the the big thing in your lab that you have to sort of power. Um. Yeah, that's kind of a cool thing that they do. So like, the very first like tutorial part is like just you getting to your lab because you're locked out of it, um, and then they went once you're in the lab, they basically show you the final goal of the game. They're like, look, there's this huge machine there, and eventually you're gonna be able to fix it. But in order to fix it, you gotta go get all these other things that through various other places and do all these quests. It's it's interesting because um, every area that you go into, you go into the um, the factory, which is like the first set of puzzles, and you find the um, the like lava fluoros. I guess I guess I'll go briefly into the different types of fluoros. So the basic yeah. one is the one that you start out with, and it 
it's sort of AI is if there's a switch that can be pressed, it will automatically go and try to press that switch. If there are multiple switches, it will press the one that is nearest to it, and then it will go to the next nearest one. And if the switches reset themselves, then it'll just kind of bounce between the switches um, as as needed. Um, the next one is the sort of lava... Well, you get it Chaser. in the factory. Yeah, and it, and it chases you, um, which can be useful for sort of timed switches and things like that. Um, the third one is the drinker, which is attracted to puddles of water or fluid or whatever. Um, and it'll start in one place and go towards whatever the nearest water source is, and then it will drink the water until it explodes. Um, and then the final one is... I don't I don't know There's what they're, they're two called. two more, I think. Are there? It's the attracted to light thing. Yeah, there's, so there's one that's attracted to light, and then what's the one after that? Because I, I only got as far it's as... It's one like... that's uh, attracted to dark. Oh, okay. That's the one that I didn't get to then. So, okay. Or afraid of light might be a better way to phrase it. <laughs> Alright. So yeah, the, so there's one that's afraid of the dark and one that's afraid of the light. And you use these all to solve puzzles. Um, and eventually the puzzles get increasingly complex... And there's a, they they all have they're all, they can be made of different substances too that all have different effects. Mm-hmm. So like you start with water, which is just water, um, and then you get lava, which can damage you and can combine with water to make steam. Um, I don't know what what you get in the orchard. You get the blue blue goo, which I don't I don't know how to distinguish the blue goo from water. They seem to behave in exactly the same. Oh. Way. No, the blue goo interacts with red goo to explode. I guess that's true. But do you see red goo anywhere else outside of the orchard? Yeah. Is it in your lab as well? Oh, I guess it is in your yeah. lab as well. Okay, I forgot about that. I felt like I felt like the blue goo and the red goo were maybe like the least useful. But yeah, so <laughs> blue goo explodes, and then you get like glow goo in the mines. Glowy. And there's also theoretically there's like protoplasm, which is not actually like a usable goo. It's just an upgrade material mm. that yeah. you spend in your lab to get different like nozzles for your like fluid flinging machine. Yeah, I tried so hard to use that goo to solve puzzles, <laughs> and I didn't realize it was an upgrade thing. Oh, <laughs> oh no! And I, I lost a bunch of. To be fair, the upgrades are really really useless, but. <laughs> yeah, the the only upgrade that I used on it, like, because you start out with just a basic hose, but you have one that's like a larger diameter nozzle of hose, and you start one that's, you get one that's like a high pressure hose. The only one that I really use is the one that um, shoots out a perfectly fluoro-sized blob of liquid and a little fluoro, like, controller, and you just have a fluoro. So it just shoots a fluoro. Basically, yeah. Like, it still has to form, like, coalesce into itself, but you don't have to, like... Fluoros, put... by the way, are the names for the little liquid yeah. automata that you make. Yeah, you don't have to, like, put down a seed and then spray it with water and then, like, get rid of the extra water. It's just, like, there's your little guy and it can go. Yeah, the one I bought, um, the, like, increased, uh, like, water container size... 
um, and I bought uh, like the thick nozzle so you can spray like a lot of water at once because I found that was useful uh, in defending against lava critters. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Um, but yes, so yeah, I those... both like the increased uh, increased uh, size. And then I didn't buy any more because it took too long to buy upgrades. Yeah, it also takes a long time to like process the upgrades because you have to like shoot the protoplasm into the machine and then select your thing and then like uh, grab a wheel and then spin the wheel and then go over to the other place and hit a lever. And <laughs> it's like I, I'm just trying to upgrade my my tools. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I feel like I must be like the odd one out because I sort of liked that. I I like the feeling of, um, oh, I'm doing something to get this upgrade. It's not just here's a list of upgrades, pick one. The the act- I, the extra interaction was like cute to me, I guess. Yeah, I think it's conceptually cute, but after like the second time I just kind of found it frustrating because yeah. it, it takes too long. It it does. Like if they had cut down on wheel time by like <laughs> yeah. five seconds, I think it would if have there been there was maybe one fewer steps. Yeah. Like, if you didn't have to, what, pull the lever? Not the, there's, like, a chain that you have to pull. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. It's a little complicated, but I found it sort of charming. But, yeah, not super great for repeated use. Hi. So. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I agree. The, the upgrades, they didn't do much, but the actual creation of those upgrades, it was pretty, I mean, it was fun, I'd say. It was different from mm-hmm. other games I've played. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's I would nice have liked that they made that the they... attempt to make it diegetic. But... A few of those steps could have been to, like, restore where you upgrade the things. And then oh, only have like... a short amount of steps to do the actual upgrades. Yeah. Which would cut down repetitive upgrades. An upgrade to upgrade your upgrader. <laughs> I would I would pay for that. That's cool. Um, the we should also go over um, just sort of as a brief summary the quote unquote narrative associated with the game because it does technically have one. Does it? Yeah, you're like a, a scientist who created life. Essentially, you created like these little automaton characters, but then like. They are getting out of control, and like st- unexpected things are happening to them. So you have to go help people, um, like basically recover against the the problems that your critters are are wreaking. Oh yeah, that Namely, was like the the um, in the factory. They're like they're they've gone out of control and like taken over the machinery and are like uh, dangerous because they're made of lava. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting that that. You have like a yeah hi kitty like an an engineered automata ostensibly for like you know a cheap workforce um, a cheap expendable workforce but they're programmed for mischief. <laughs> <laughs> that see that seems like a, an an oversight in in the design process. But hey, maybe yep. you just can't control it. I don't know. But you never actually see these guys do anything bad. Yes destroy them because you have to move on. Oh, so the first time you and, get And then one you of... go to the end and you kill yourself. Do you? <laughs> sort of. 
Hmm. I guess I should have gotten to the end of the game. Yeah, um, me, me too. <laughs> but you I was make yourself into like plasma stuff. Oh, weird. Okay. That that doesn't Do you seem. You become a fluoro. Sort of. That seems like a weird end game. Yeah. It is. I mean. I wasn't super fond of the main character because, like, one of the first things you have to do to, like, collect the initial, like, seed to make more fluoros is you, like, make a little cute fluoro thing out of water with its, like, one giant googly eye and then you spear it with a giant needle and, like, suck it up a hose and tumble it around in a machine and then it, like, pops out a seed. And you're like, oh, good, now I have fluoro seeds. But I guess... There's all kinds of rhetoric in the beginning about, like, they're not real living things. They don't have real feelings. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? I mean, I feel like that's an okay rationale to make, because they do just basically follow, like, AI subroutines. Yeah, but it's, they're, I don't know, they're so, like... They are cute, though, and that's whimsical. the problem. That's the problem, <laughs> yeah. is you can't make your automata cute. Yep. Is that right, Kitty? Yeah. No cute, no cute automata, says Kitty. Um, and that, that was the other thing that I, I thought was sort of interesting about the narrative, is every time you go to a new area, you're like, Oh, this is amazing! These fluoros are exhibiting behaviors that I had no idea they could do! Except the giant machine that you built in your lab utilizes those behaviors that you had no idea existed. Hmm... <laughs> But yeah, what? I don't even know what's with the giant machine in his lab because it's like unclear about how it works. But ostensibly, he built it. So yeah, it's you know, it's a puzzle game. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, the narrative doesn't matter that much. It's cool puzzles. Yeah, it has very very loose narrative justification for itself. But that's okay. It doesn't have to. Yeah, it's. And I mean, I the, mean it, the whole narrative is basically, oh no, the factory is it needs is breaking. We need to go fix it. Oh no, there's trouble in the orchard. We need to go fix it. Oh no, there's trouble in the mine. We need to go fix it. You know, <laughs> it's it, it it all just sort of seems like justifications to do more cool puzzles with themes, and I'm fine with that. That's okay. Yeah. I didn't miss a narrative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't all be portal. It's true. Um, the all right. I have like I have a bunch of notes on this game, but I'll cool. let you I'll let you pick where we're going next if you would like. Oh no, that's fine. I had a bunch, but I now I have three. Okay. <laughs> Go for uh, the notes. Let's let's start with let's start with how like I think we talked about this a little bit when we did. Um, Mushroom 11, um, and I, I felt this, like, I kept hearing you saying this, <laughs> Kelso, yes. in my mind, this idea of, like, you you make a plan about what you want to do with the puzzle, and then you fight the physics of the game <laughs> to let you do that thing. It's interesting that, that we had, because I brought this game up because I felt like I didn't fight the game as much. Like I felt like I I knew, yeah. I like I felt like I always knew what I needed to do in Mushroom Eleven, and the problem was just the physics. And in this game, it's like this is a weird puzzle. How the fuck do I solve this puzzle? Um, and I felt like everything behaved like I typically wanted it to, and the puzzle aspects 
were pure puzzle solving and not just physics fighting and I always felt really smart when I solved the puzzle <laughs> it's I, I guess so I feel like it it was really close for me there because like a lot of the behavior worked just well enough that I could sort of like handle it but there were there would be with everything there would be like one little problem like it had to be really specifically timed and the timing was really unclear or and this is I feel like a cardinal sin in puzzle games part of the puzzle would be off screen with no indication of like what was going on in that off screen part and you had to do something related to the part that was off screen oh yeah i think i think yeah there there are sections like that i feel like they tried to have the camera zoom appropriately but it wasn't always enough so yeah, yeah that that is true um there were yeah. definitely some puzzles in the factory where it's like hey this lava guy is chasing you but you don't know how far away he is because he's not on screen yet yeah so i guess you just gotta kind of guesstimate <laughs> um also i did notice there were there was like there were one or two puzzles that i like the game just kind of accidentally solved them for me um, I know there yeah. was one in the factory and there might have been another one elsewhere but I was like I didn't do anything but this puzzle solved so that's cool I'll take it <laughs> in, fact, in the factory sort of boss level solved itself for me <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I was the same just... oh sorry no, go oh ahead. thanks I was uh, saying that uh, yeah I had the same I don't think it was a problem. I've, I had the same gripes as you, Kyla, uh, about the off-screen stuff, especially in the orchard. But I also had this happy accident quite a few times with the puzzles, where I'd like just play around with the different mechanics that were available, and uh, suddenly something happened. And the door opened, <laughs> and I didn't even know that there was a door I was supposed to open. Yeah. So I was, I was, I felt like I, uh, I had the key before I saw the lock, or so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And there, are, I think in general, there were some problems with the signaling in this game. Like sometimes it was really good. I think the there was a really subtle thing where like anything that you can interact with has like a little impression of the Xbox X button mm -hmm. uh, on it so you can like see like oh I have to go up to this and press X um, so like that that was kind of nice but there were other things where it's like no that was too subtle I didn't I don't why wasn't that clearly marked like for instance um, it took me a long time to differentiate between vessels that were supposed to be filled with water and vessels that were supposed to be filled with steam Mm, yeah, that is true. And there just like was not a clear delineation about which was which, and that took a lot of like figuring out. Um, and just generally, there were a lot of little things like that where I'm like, I don't understand how this machine works, and you're not really like giving me like there's a pipe at the bottom here, and presumably the pipe goes somewhere else on the machine, but because part of the pipe is off screen, I can't tell what it's connected to, so I have no idea what you want me to do with that pipe game. <laughs> I, I agree with that, and I would like to add that, at least in the early parts of the game, they get better at this, but they add complexity by adding stuff. And you get like 500 switches and pipes and 
things you can press. That you don't you actually get, have to press. <laughs> you get lost and you have no idea what to do because there's so many options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know there's one puzzle in particular in the orchard, I think, where there's an extra switch that is just completely extraneous. Like, you don't need to touch it at all to solve the puzzle. And it's just there and it sort of throws you off. Um, which I, I think I think is there in part to, like, if you can use it to sort of reset Floros um, and move them around more easily. But... If, if you have, like, if you need to reset the puzzle, you can go into the menu and there's a button that just says reset the puzzle, um, which, also, I, which I use. A few times, the game, I solved the puzzle, but the game didn't let me. Oh, oh no. no. Because this game is sort of glitchy. Yeah. I, I think it was made by, like, one guy, <laughs> um, which might be part of it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm still um, on this. There's like I was stuck once because I brought in the mine you walk around with sort of a light mm-hmm. that attracts things and if you bring it to the next puzzle you can't really complete the puzzle oh that's interesting I don't know if I did that one or if I just, hmm. it looks like I'm on their website right now it looks like um, it is <clears throat> three people who are all programmers um and like an art director and then two people who are like an art director and an artist. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I'm looking at that now. Um, but anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> you were saying. My, I also had a similar uh, incident as uh, Carl uh, in wait a minute, I'm checking my notes here. <laughs> sorry. Uh yeah, in in the orchard, there was one puzzle where uh, a door was uh, a closed door was blocking the ladder which I was supposed to climb, and the button to release the door was uh, at the top. And I got a fluoro to press the button, so the uh, door started to open, but it only opened halfway. So I was, I was stuck there for uh, maybe half an hour trying to get the door to open, but it never did. So I went back to the factory and did all those things and came back, and this time it worked. So that was fun. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Was that like a, a sequence issue? Like, did you need something from the factory? To, no, to, oh, no, I, I think it, it was just a. Yeah, it, maybe, maybe the fluoro died before I know the, the part. Yeah, maybe the fluoro <laughs> was destroyed before. Uh, oh, okay. The door was t- opened. Yeah, I think so, I think I can visualize the puzzle that you're talking about, but I'm not sure. There, are, you know, a lot of lot of switches and doors. Um, One of the earliest puzzles with the with the trees. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's the one. There was. There was, I, I think there's also, like, there's a bunch of kind of little glitch things, I, which, I mean, happens in any game where physics is involved. Um, <clears throat> but for sure there was a... When I was um, playing it with the controller, there were certain times where I couldn't stop facing a certain way. Yeah, um, I had Where, yeah, I, I would, like, face a certain way and then, like, go to the menu or something, and then when I came back... I would just be stuck facing that direction for a while, even if I was running in the opposite way. I'd just be running backwards. 
That's kind of that's kind of cute. I mean, it's it's okay at first, but once you get the water machine and you have to be pointing in the direction you want to spray, then that, that's kind of dangerous. Oh, it didn't like rotate your arm all the way around. I feel like that that happened sometimes, like where I would be facing in one direction, but spraying water in the other direction, it would just be like my arm pointing straight at the back of my skull well, or whatever. I maybe I didn't try that. I have a also... list of weird bugs. <laughs> Like so, me taking fall damage, me dying on a slope, the final boss getting killed, but not really, <laughs> so I had to restart. Yeah, I'm, I'm unsure of whether or not there's fall damage in this game, because I feel like in some instances I was taking fall damage, and in other instances I did not. Um, which There's not fall damage, but okay. sometimes you just randomly take damage. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know I have taken what appears to be fall damage at some some points. Um, the rather uh, randomly. Hi. Speaking of dying. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, did you guys find any any other insta kill objects in the game except for the stalagmites in the tutorial when you went sort of underground? Um, th there are yeah. more. Yeah, there are more of those, like in the mines. There are a lot of like spiky, spiky rocks, spiky stalactite yeah. rocks. Okay. There's um, also some lava. Mm -hmm. The lava is not there's an some instant soul kill. Soul blades. Lava. Oh, there's some. Lava's just, there is yeah. insta kill lava. Oh, is there? Yeah, lava's like two hits unless you like fall into a vat of like lava spawn or something, and then it, I think that kills you instantly. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was, I, I saw the stalagmites. I thought, okay, they they will probably kill me. But so I slowly walked towards them, touched <laughs> one of them, and just that's like in the side. <laughs> and, that's and weird died. that you you like don't die instantly from touching molten lava, but you do die instantly from touching a sharp rock. The side of a sharp rock, even <laughs> the side of a sharp rock. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, to be fair, they had a good like checkpoint system. They're pretty good. I know there were there was decent. There were times where I got started like back a checkpoint, but like not yeah. on the puzzle I was at, but on like the previous one. Yeah, but it, it yeah like the the checkpoint system wasn't perfect, but it was good enough that I'd like never had that I never was you know tearing my hair out over it. Yeah, and they have that nice system where, like, once you find a puzzle, you can teleport back there if you don't solve it immediately. Yeah, which is which really is great. Kind of helpful. Yeah, I yeah. like that a lot. I did that in the factory and I had no idea where to go. <laughs> so I didn't realize it was like a puzzle and a way forward. Mm -hmm. So I was just teleporting around looking for a way to go. Yeah, I know yeah. I know there are some points where I, I'll sort of find a path and be not certain whether following that path will get me to progression or if it's just like you know, plasma, plasma stuff, or mm -hmm. side side things. But again, it's pretty easy to get back on track just going into your menu. The uh, so sort of uh, like sidebar to the like kind of fighting fighting the physics over puzzles. Like, I actually thought that the fluid physics for what they are 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 pretty tolerable. Like, they're not amazing. Um, there's some really weird stuff where you, like, you stand in a 
puddle of water and like literally displace all the water around you. It's like you're in some kind of hydrophobic bubble. <laughs> and the water is not so much water as like large marbles. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it works for the most part and you know given that it's like the central focus mechanic of their game like it's it's okay but the platforming physics just felt awful like every time i had to jump i kind of cringed a little bit just like how just mushy it felt i don't know if there like wasn't enough hang time or what exactly it was that felt that way but it was just really unpleasant for me <laughs> Okay, so I, I said I had three things written down. Two of these is bad movement. <laughs> and it's one of the things where a lot of indie games do this, actually. Where the game just doesn't feel fun to move around. Mm-hmm. And that takes away so much from everything else. Yeah, for sure. Because that's, like, the primary way you interact with puzzles is by, like, jumping around things and grabbing levers. And, like, spinning around on those wheels, like, it feels really, um, like, finicky and you have to keep changing the direction of the button you're pressing. And, I don't know, it's just, I was, I was so sad because, like, there was a lot, if that, if that had been better, I feel like it would have, like, upped the, the quality of the game as a whole a great deal. Also, there was in in the factory. There's, there was like rocking back and forth platforms, mm-hmm. um, that I'm glad were not anywhere but in the factory. <laughs> and like, I, I it's like a seesaw platform. Yeah, and I I I don't disagree with with you know all of your assessments of the movement. It didn't bother me that much, but I recognize that it's it's a little rough. Um, but yeah, those 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 seesaw platforms, man. Mm. <laughs> the ones, the one that got me the most was there's a part where you're like spinning a wheel really fast, yeah. and you have to jump off it at the right time to get flung off. You have to launch yourself, and it yeah. felt mm-hmm. it felt entirely impossible to predict when you were supposed to jump off. Yeah, because which... like it, the physics didn't feel at all intuitive or realistic enough to make that judgment call. Which it's funny because that reminds me of um the what was it the the sun temple in aquaria where there's like those the spinning cogs <laughs> and that yeah. awful awful platforming puzzle like on yeah. land and the spinning cogs and i was just like no why yeah, the one that is thankfully optional <laughs> yeah but you know not optional if you want to get all the memories i mean i guess That's... i guess you can bypass it with with that seed jump that totally yeah, op seed jump with the uh the exploit yeah yeah but yeah, I, I, I got to that that spinning wheel puzzle, or you know, physics physics thing, and not physics thing, platforming thing, and <laughs> that was the only thing that I could think of. Um, it was it was less painful than Aquaria, but still pretty painful. Yeah. We only had to do yeah, it like that... once, so yeah, that's true. And but there's a there's like a there's a one of those little upgrade like the plasm things, yeah. protoplasm. There, if you can jump like further in the opposite direction. And I saw that, and I'm like, man, like, fuck that noise. I am not doing this. Like, I can barely get it for the actual puzzle, and that distance is much smaller. I am yeah. not going to spend the, like, hour it will take me to try and figure out when I'm supposed to jump off this wheel. I actually I actually did get the protoplasm on that one. I think the factory was, oh, the, the, factory was the only zone that I got every protoplasm. So Wow. I was okay with that. The rest of them... I think were... it was the only area where I didn't get it. Oh. I, I felt like 
I don't know. I, I think I was not exploring enough to get all the ones in the uh, orchard because they were a little bit like, oh, there's like a secret area over here that you gotta go into that are like sort of hidden, and I wasn't really looking for them as much. Also, I didn't know what they did in the factory. Oh. Yeah, it's... So I went in bucket. <laughs> and I mean, upgrades are sort of not super necessary. You, I feel like you can get through the game pretty easily without the upgrades. Even, yeah, even the tank capacity, like... There's such a fine line because you want... Ideally, you want your upgrades to be optional, right? You want a player who is good to be able to get through the game without needing any upgrades. Mm -hmm. But that said, you also want the upgrades to feel like powerful and meaningful so the player is incentivized to get them. Um, I feel like, I, and I, I sadly haven't actually played this, but from what I watched Sean playing it, um, it seems like uh, Ori in the Blind Forest is a game that like finds the perfect midpoint there of like, I don't need these upgrades, but damn, do they feel good. And do they, like, really make exploration easier. Yeah, and I, I think that's sort of a hallmark of, like, Metroidvania games in general. Because, I mean, some of the upgrades you do absolutely need, you know, to get to certain areas. But a lot of them you don't. And, um, and a lot of the ones you don't are, like, super, super fun stuff. But I, I yeah, think, and a lot of the ones you don't like make stuff that would otherwise be very challenging just much easier. Mm -hmm. I, so I like feel like that. Do without. Yeah, like that's just kind of a hallmark of the genre is like having really well tuned upgrades. Um, at least that doesn't mean that this game couldn't have well. -tuned yeah, exactly. Upgrades exactly. If it wanted to. Definitely. I don't. I don't like well tuned upgrades. I want them to go <laughs> overboard. <laughs> you want everything to it's be like, like totally op. It's like Nuclear Throne. The first gun they made was the, was the pistol. The second gun they made was the triple machine gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for, like, you know, fun overbalance. <laughs> but it, it just, I don't know, the, the upgrades felt like they really didn't have to be there. They were just there to give you something to collect. Mm -hmm. Because, like... You know, yeah, and I don't really think the game needed something to collect. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, there were enough, like, um, harder puzzles. I guess, like, I think what they wanted, and I think they actually did this pretty well in certain instances, um, was to have, like, you know, average puzzles and then, like, extra hard puzzles that you don't have to solve, but you can if you want like, in the factory, there was an area where you, like, have to open um, eight gates to get forward, but there mm -hmm. are a total of nine gates, and if you open nine, if you open all nine, then you get, like, the, you get the extra protoplasm. Yeah. But every area no. has these. Yeah, every area has, like, yeah. an extra, an extra thing that you can solve. One extra so puzzle, if, yeah. If you can solve all the puzzles, um, then you get extra, you know, you get the protoplasm, but if you can't, if there's, like, one that you're really stuck on you can still progress and go yeah, through the boss it's fight. Like, I think that's super nice. They're like, mm -hmm. okay, it's okay if you like if you couldn't get every single one of them and you had to skip one, like, that's fine. You're like you still did well, congratulations, you can move on. Mm -hmm. Um but like I so I think that's sort of a nice thing that they did, but in order to do that, you have to have some kind of optional reward system 
whereby you can give the players who did go the extra mile some kind of like extra reward for doing so. A goaded on hats. <laughs> I would be on board for hats. If, for, if, for but not for your guy, but for your fluoros. If your fluoros <laughs> yeah. have little hats, I would... Yep. Oh man, hats are such a good motivator. <laughs> top hat fluoros. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, top yes. hat Monocles. Oh man. Yeah. Like, their little googly eyes already sort of look like monocles to me. Like they just need a mustache and a and a and a top hat and a twirly cane. It, it's steampunk, okay? It's that's appropriate for steampunk. Yep. No, I was yeah. I wasn't arguing with you. <laughs> I mean, I would actually prefer those to the actual upgrades. <laughs> I think I would too, actually. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the world? We can talk about yeah, world. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. Um, it's like, like steampunky ish. Like biopunk, I guess, technically, because you're like genetically engineering these little critters. It's difficult because there's there is literal steam. <laughs> and there are lots and lots of cogs. And gears. And gears. And there and... is a there is a part where you can see like the city at large and it's like full of blimps and things. Yeah. So which Blimps are very steampunk. It's true. Zeppelins. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I think I prefer, instead of, like, factory, orchard, uh, and mine, I mean, that's just, like, grass level, fire level, ice level. Mm. I, it just feels... They feel so detached to each other. Yeah, but you. I mean, I think it's important to make those to make the levels distinct because it it would be real easy in a steampunk setting to fe- to have like three factory levels, um, and then it would just all kind of run together. This is the grass factory, and this is the fire factory. But I still kind of think they do that. Like, uh, most of the puzzles sort of look the same, anyways. Yeah, I feel like the air, the different areas of the factory for sure like ran together for me after a while. Mm-hmm. Like and... I don't think I could explain any like one distinct area versus another. They were all just. I mean, the orchard tried to do something fun, and then, then, as it went on, it just well, let's put every puzzle underground where it looks exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. It, I I think maybe my a gripe that I have with the world design in general is that nothing seems to have a purpose beyond being full of puzzles. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, we gotta go fix the factory. The factory is overrun with fluoros and breaking down. What does this factory do besides produce lava and puzzles? Like, <laughs> yeah, I it's just like this big pipe here that just shoots a ball of lava into the next room. That seems useful and also super dangerous. Like, I guess, I guess theoretically, like with that much molten stuff around, you could assume that it's like a foundry of some sort because there were there were like big pneumatic crushy guys, which I could I could um, I could rationalize as being like mold presses or something to that effect. Um, yeah. I, I guess, and there I were, like, conveyor belts, like, shoveling things into did lava. You, did you do pressing noises? 
I was, I was like, I was like, I have my hands, I have my hands held parallel to each other, one above the other, and I'm, I'm making a crushing motion with my hands right now. I, I know it's a podcast and nobody can see me doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, um, also in the, the orchard, I, I like... I liked the little trees with like the little pressure gauges at the bottom and like pipes, like we're we're pumping something into these trees to make them extra great trees. But I don't know why you need explosive gel uh, <laughs> for an orchard. Like pipes full of expo- explosive gel um, in, in an orchard. But that that was probably my favorite part. Um, sort of, I that wasn't really the boss, but it was sort of the boss. Was the the room full of uh, pipes, and you have to redirect the flow of the explodey gel and try not to die. I thought that was a lot of fun, because I don't know. There was just a lot of chaos going on in that room. Um, Did you guys ever mix blue and red without taking damage at least twice? Prob- I don't think so. <laughs> I, th- I think I did. But then I got stuck, probably at the puzzle Kelso was describing. Oh, with well, yeah, with all the pipes. The, oh, with millions of pipes and yeah, redirecting all the stuff. I mean, I saw, I saw the goal, but I had no idea how to get the fluoros to uh, flip the switch. I think I kind of solved that one by accident a little bit. Like I was doing the thing, but I'm not entirely sure how I solved it. Um, because you have you have to like guide a fluoro along this hallway at the very bottom by redirecting yeah. the stuff. And I felt like I never did it exactly, but I did it well enough. I just I just kind of like jumping around in that room. I was about to do that. I had like my blue liquid and my, what's it called, drinker that was supposed to go in. Mm-hmm. And a red one just ran in, mixed with a blue one, exploded and solved the puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Lucky you. I had the solution, but... The game did it for me. The game, the game could tell that you had the solution, and they're like, "That's good enough for us." Yep, <laughs> you win. Yeah, I gotta say, my favorite thing, like my favorite solving puzzles, uh, like element, was the fact that um, the little seeds are like m- they magnetically attract liquid. So I loved the puzzles where you didn't actually have to make a fluoro at all. You just had to place seeds in the right spot to bend the flow of liquid to get it to like go in a slightly different area. Like yeah. that to me felt really fascinating. Way, like way more so than actually trying to like get like have the fluoros with their AI and stuff. And you can do the same thing with with like your your vacuum pack thing, uh, where if there's like a small platform, you can sort of suck the water up from above without actually sucking it into your backpack so you can kind of guide a blob of water along the underside of a, of a platform. I feel like I did is that the, at one point. Is the vessel supposed to be... Are the those vessels or is the vessel like your backpack fluid thing? I thought the backpack was the vessel. Maybe not. Or maybe the vessel is the the, the, the big gene end. in your... Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I, I heard the uh, the name Vessel, either, it, I figure, it either has to be a game about fluid physics, or it's a game where you get different powers by being possessed by different ghosts, which that's, is a game I want to make. That's a game that I want to play. <laughs> I Or make. I'm down for either. That seems like a good game. 
Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, bone. Uh, so, so I have a note here in my, in my notepad that says, why the fuck does he climb ladders sideways? <laughs> I Which think is that's... a small gripe, but I want to mention it because it bothered me so much. Why does he climb ladders sideways? Yeah, I think that's just because it's easier to not have to make a, a third view of the character. You only ever see him from either side. Uh, you still have to make a climbing animation. It's probably easier to make a climbing animation from the back than it is from the side. I mean, not really. It's it's a puppet rig. Oh, that's really. Yeah, I mean, it's a puppet rig, so you just have to move the arms and legs the right way. You don't have to. You yes, don't have to redraw true. them. Redraw them from another angle. It looks so stupid, though. It looks like he doesn't know how to climb ladders. <laughs> to be fair, well, you don't I need to climb. You just jump. Yeah. Well, when you're climbing up, I guess you can jump to climb up as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can. You're so fast. Ladder jumping is the OP strat in any game where it's available. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I feel you on that. It's like the 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 always one half view of character puppet rig is like it screams indie game to me. Um, yeah. And I mean, they did the same thing in Aquaria, which is fine because you didn't have to climb ladders in Aquaria. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have ladders in Aquaria, yeah, do you? It's, it's just like the same perspective always, except yeah. mirrored if you're going left or right. You know, and that's that's just yeah. uh, an easy way to to cut down on the assets that you need. Like, I, yeah, eh, it's, that's fine. <laughs> but I, I understand. more work for kind of not, not a lot of payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only payoff is people not looking at that and go, why the fuck is he climbing that ladder sideways? That looks weird. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I looked at that too, but, you know, from from, from an art standpoint, it's like, ah, that's fine. Yeah, no, I can figure I understand, that. I, I understand why they did it. It's just, uh, <laughs> it bothered me a bit. That's okay. I, like, I forgive them. I like I like hearing about, like, the little little irrational gripes, kind of. Because it's always <laughs> yeah. it's it's fun to hear like what what really irks other people. Yep. It, I have one. Looks so stupid. <laughs> it does. What's what's your irrational gripe, Maz? Oh, it's the ladders. Um, <laughs> I I had a lot of trouble uh, trying to trigger the actual climbing on the ladder. I did like, it in some places. I'd, I'd as well. go, I'd go stand in front of the ladder. I'd press up with my thumbstick, and nothing happens. It's like, okay, I'll go to the side. I'll move my guy a little bit to the side, try again, try jumping, press up, press up, jump, press up. Oh, now now it sticks. Amazing. Yeah, is it... Do you have to grab onto the ladder or not? I don't remember. Does... No. Maybe, okay. Like, you don't have to hit X or anything. Okay. There was a lot of stuff that you did have to grab on, which like always felt a little bit like un unnatural because it it like auto sticks your hands to that point, and then the rest of you like ragdolls around the switch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I was always pressing the like select a, like make a new get a new fluoro seed button by mistake, which was oh. like really it was just sort of really annoying. I I started playing on. Um, controller because that was the suggested interface uh, but I have a partially broken controller where one of the um, triggers is sticky so when you start pressing it it like keeps 
it stays mm. on for a little bit, and that ended up being the suction button. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> so I switched to mouse and keyboard. But in mouse and keyboard, E is the interact, and Q is the, um, like, new seed button. So it was like, I kept forgetting which one was which, and I kept, like, trying to hit a button and then just presenting a seed to the button. Yeah, I, I think I I played it mostly with uh, my controller. I think I started out playing with keyboard, and I just didn't like I didn't like the layout very much. And I mean, I think I think you can remap, but that's you know I'll just pick up my controller. It's fine. <laughs> if I had a working controller, I think I would have kept going with it because I think that those controls felt a little better than the. Uh... Than the keyboard controls mm-hmm. did, especially whenever you were turning a rot- rotating switch, it feels much better to rotate an analog s- stick than to switch back and forth between all four and, arrow and your buttons. Rusty keys, yeah, that's yeah, that's a big that's a big one. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a small gripe. Mm-hmm. I agree, but yeah, no, I also had trouble climbing ladders. But for me, I felt like it wasn't. It didn't always feel like it was. The, like trying to find the trigger points so much as I couldn't see them clearly because they were often on a dark background and like I wouldn't notice like where the edge was at first. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that happened to me a couple times. This yeah. game had a lot of dark backgrounds. It did. Which, you know, can be a little bit of a difficulty. I think it's less the fact that there's dark backgrounds and more the fact that that there's not enough contrast. Yeah. In, in a lot of places. Um, which, you know, that happens when you're trying to match, yeah. when you're trying to... Because, I mean, you can tell that a lot of the um, the, the art is, is very, like, sort of tile-based, uh, modular stuff, uh, just to minimize, you know, how much, how much art you need, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a common solution, but it comes with its, its drawbacks of, you know having to match it to your lighting yeah and i mean there are things you can do to get around that Mm -hmm. if you're very um conscientious about your color palette Mm -hmm. uh, and sort of what types of things are in what like range of of intensity and stuff like um which they maybe could have done a better job with but yeah like a lot of this is it's it feels very indie Mm -hmm. it feels very much like a garage game of like hey we're we kind of don't know what we're doing but we made this cool game yeah, I think sort of. I think this is their their first game. Like not not like individually, but this team of people working together. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first game that they made like as a team. Um, yeah, I would believe it. Which, which yeah, is, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it like it has a bit of a sort of amateur feel to it. Yeah, I just realized. Why is it steampunk? Why is it brown and gray? Because when it when they introduced the orchard. And had the trees and had the color. It was it was really pretty, and yeah. the flowers are like colorful. And I mean, it makes sense to me that the flowers are colorful because you need them to stand out regardless. The the orchard to me was like what <laughs> in terms of uh, overall unity of 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 the world. Like the orchard just like sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Um, yeah, but the flowers feel fun. Yeah, and the orchard orchard feels. Fun. It feels really weird. The rest of the game feels yes, sad. Really? Like, we've got this this big old uh, murder lava factory 
and, and these <laughs> dilapidated mines. But look at look at our trees. Um, I don't know. And I think that's that's a difficulty between wanting your levels to feel unified, you know, overall, but also distinct from each other. I feel like, um, and maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering this, but I feel like Mushroom Eleven did a pretty good job of that, of having like everything was post-apocalyptic but the areas still were visually distinct enough that they felt like different levels. Yeah, I, I remember each level feeling like it had its own unique color palette but the the design style was the same, like a sort of a lot of like visual sort of noise and like decay-like texture yeah. things um, on, on top of a distinct color palette mm-hmm. is what I remember as well. And they did a nice thing, which was they saved the one really different color palette, uh, which was like the um, jungly type area for the last. So it could be like a sort of a climax that it was like, oh, look, all of a sudden you're in this different area. You know, this is like the boss level. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like making it your second level just seems sort of a a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Design, I mean, I don't design know if decisions. Been, <laughs> if if it had been the like climactic level, they would have had to have more justification about why like the orchard is special compared to all the other places. Yeah, but, which I I mean, just like off the top of my head, if you're in like this newly extremely industrialized society that that steampunk sort of connotes to me, uh, like maybe maybe that sort of green space is like at a premium. And so it's really, really important. But then you would need, like, the narrative to indicate that somehow. And the narrative wasn't really indicating a whole lot of anything. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, there was potential. I feel like they could have... And this is, like, I I don't know. Maybe this is a self-indulgent thing to say. But I feel like they could have really used a designer on the team. It seems like that's mostly a team of engineers. Yeah, which, I mean, it, it makes sense to me considering that it's such a heavily physics-based game and they, mm-hmm. they like, built their own engine around their physics. Um, but, yeah, I don't disagree. Although, to be fair, some of the puzzles were pretty clever. I was actually, and, you know, this is speaking from someone who didn't get to the la- later half of the game, where presumably the puzzles got much harder. Um, but, like, in the early game, at least, I thought, like, oh, some of these are actually, like, pretty cleverly formed and have some pretty interesting solutions. Like, these are clearly puzzles that some that are, like, very well thought out. Yeah. It would be nice if they were all on screen, if, like, all parts of it were on screen at the same time. But, like, the, from a pure, like, gray box standpoint of, like, the mechanics of it, they were they were well designed. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's, like, what I really, what really sort of stood out about the game to me is is the puzzle design because you know i i'm okay at solving puzzles you know um but thinking about coming up with puzzles just makes makes my brain so sad uh so whatever <laughs> whatever someone does it really well and i can see that it's done really well i'm like yeah that feels good i like this <laughs> you know um and a lot of the puzzles sort of gave me that that feeling you know where it's like you feel like a, a total idiot and then you get it, and suddenly you feel like a genius, and that's that's like the best feeling in the world to me. Yeah. Okay. I f- Sorry, Here's my ahead. experience of the game, because like one two hours in, I was ready to give up on this game because I thought the puzzles were so bad. 
And, really? And then I got like halfway through the factory. And then I just went on a roll and like, this puzzle is really, really well done. And the next one is even better and better and better. And then I, that's when I scratched everything, every note I had basically. And, <laughs> and I'm, I think like, it's a shame. I, and it feels like they made some of the puzzles early. They made them really late. Yeah, because they have like a lot of complexity to them that I really don't think they should have. It, it that feels... actually that's probably a sign that they were designed earlier because they were probably designed before the designers had a firm sense of what their system was capable of and good at, and so all they could think of was throw more pieces in. That probably means it was a an early designed puzzle rather than a later one. Mm-hmm. And I I will agree could with be. it. It it seemed to sort of kick in during the factory um it, it felt like there was a lot of tutorializing um early on that maybe they could have cut down on some of that just just like the most basic mechanics of make a fluoro make it do a thing mm-hmm. like you get that pretty early on and a lot of the early puzzles seem to sort of just follow with that um i also feel they fell off a bit in the mines where some of the puzzles were just actually no, I don't, I don't think so. But uh, I, I kind of got bored with doing puzzles. I think. And in the puzzle or in the mines, it it gets like really complex, uh, which is intimidating to me when I when I get there and I'm like, this is a big thing, and I gotta make it do something. Uh... Yeah, I think that I actually did get that puzzle intimidation, even like in some parts where you like come onto a screen and you see like 20 buttons on the screen like 20 interactable like buttons and levers and you're like how long is it going to take me to even understand what all the parts of this machine do before I am then ready to start solving the puzzle yeah and this is weird because some of the puzzle they did that and some of the puzzle they did really well by like sectioning off with like you can't move you can't touch these buttons until you do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think my overall impression of the game was, like, there's some, like, really, like, hidden gem, solid puzzle design underneath some, like, really shabby implementation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just in terms of, like, uh, some of the, uh, some of the, um, like, the queuing and the, the movement physics... And, like, the slightly janky feel of the fluid physics and the, like, not quite, like, not 100% pl- predictability of the fluoros and, you know, like, all the, like, l- a bunch of little implementation details that if it had been more polished, like, the rest of the game design could have really shined. But... I, I gotta disagree with the fluid physics, by the way. I thought it was perfect. Yeah? It didn't feel like fluid. But it, <laughs> I guess yeah. that was my main complaint. Yeah, like, but it, it doesn't but it was feel perfect anything for the like game, water. I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Like it didn't, it didn't seem like fluid, but it, it had a, a, a consistency, like an internal consistency that worked for me. I could tell what the fluid was going to do when I did something. All right, that's fair. I, I think, yeah, I think the thing that just bothered me was that it was like 
billing it as water and it didn't feel at all like water it felt like like magnetic marbles like little metal balls <laughs> so yeah. but yeah no i mean it it like i said earlier i think that system worked and you know it had better work because their main like mechanic in the game so i think it you know it was fine but <sighs> anyway let me see if i have anything else I have a smaller gripe. Yeah. Sure. Again. Um, I don't think we've talked about the sound design yet, but... There's... Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, no, I, I didn't have too much problems with it, but the only thing that I have or had a problem with was the lack of variety in sound effects which really broke the immersion for me like when you hit your head on something or when you landed on the floor mm. it didn't matter where you were you always made the same sound and it especially in the orchard it it really took me out of the out of the world <laughs> does, it, does the orchard have the same metallic sound effects <laughs> that the factory does yeah like sort kinda. of yeah it's sort of you land on a piece of wood which huh. in the orchard is, <laughs> yeah, the orchard. It's okay, like all but crazy. it's the same. It's the same uh, sound for every surface. Huh. I the sound that is would be immersion breaking. <laughs> it's pretty much the same all the way through, and it's really bland. And I will say, it I just I, doesn't stick out. Yeah, the sound design. I like. I honestly, I, I don't remember. I don't remember it at all. I did think the music was kind of okay. Um, and actually, one thing, now that I'm thinking about it, one thing that I did really like, um, where if, if you're playing it windowed, which I pretty much always play my game as windowed, because I have two monitors, and sometimes having two monitors and trying to play full screen just doesn't doesn't play yeah, nice. Um plays weird. <laughs> yeah, but when, when you click out of the window, like you pause the game and you click out of the window, instead of the sound cutting out immediately, it does a nice little fade. And then when you click back into the window, it does a little fade up. And I thought that was like just a nice little. I'm nice honestly, little thing. I'm actually not a hundred percent sure if that's a thing they did in the game or that's an operate uh, an operating system setting. I don't know. I've never I've never experienced that with any other game. Um, usually, okay. if I click out of the window, the sound just is gone. Um, so I I'm assuming it's it's the game. I've definitely heard that before, but maybe it's maybe it's just like an option that you can turn on somewhere like you know that in an interface with certain operating systems like yeah. fade the sound out versus cut the sound out yeah. or like what what to do when the window is uh, is out of focus i'll have to look at i'll have to look into my like settings and that because like i'm i'm sure that's a setting that i've never touched on my computer and yeah like i said in most other games it's just it just cuts immediately um did well, you guys also notice getting the wrong sound effects for things no. Sometimes I like jumped into a sort of a tilted wall and got what, some weird sound. No. Hmm. That does remind me of another bug that I got once. I think it was... I don't remember if it was in the factory or the orchard, but the, uh, the extraction puzzle where you have to spear the fluoro on the big needle and suck out the seed... Um, I, God, it's so it's so like it's pretty <laughs> violent. Like, it's it's, it's pretty violent. Thing. It's pretty violent, but I um I 
I jumped on the switch that um, that shoots the needle out a couple of times, and the needle started like sliding around the screen, and I like I had to reset the puzzle because I just it just was undoable. Um, I don't know what caused it. Like I couldn't replicate it, but um, yeah, like every time I would jump on the switch to shoot the needle out, it just like like zoomed across the screen and like kind of juddered in place for a while <laughs> like i don't know what it was like, it was so the strange like out outside of the syringe yeah outside of the syringe like just kind of floating in the general vicinity um and like taking its hitbox with it so I, <laughs> I i couldn't even like lure the guy to where the needle should be and spear it there like it the the hitbox was like tied to the sprite <laughs> of the needle it was so strange and I don't know I what caused it. I wonder if it would have it. been possible to, like, spear the fluoro, like, somewhere else on the screen. That would have yeah. been funny. I think, you know, I think it was in the uh, the orchard. Because the orchard one is, like, in a treehouse. So the area was really constrained. And a lot of times yeah. the needle would just be in the sky. Which <laughs> is not anywhere to interact with anything. But that was yeah. just sort of a, a silly thing that happened to me. Um, <laughs> that I forgot to write down. But, Yeah. <laughs> It was kind of cute, and I mean, I reset the puzzle and it fixed itself immediately, so it wasn't, like, a huge game-breaking issue. It just, <laughs> eh, you know, sometimes these things happen. I feel like they added the reset puzzle button just so you could, just because they had so many bugs. <laughs> could be. Yeah, just as, like, a fail-safe, like, look, if things go really janky, you can always reset... I feel like that's a, just a good idea to have that in like a physics-based yeah game anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's a really physics, good physics-based stuff. There's always like unpredictability, mm-hmm. so you always have to have fail safes. Yeah. Let's see. So I have a I have a note here that one thing I actually did really like um, about the physics in the game and, like, the one part of the physics that, to me, felt, like, really juicy and good and nice was the buttons. I really like that the have a bit of a depressed state before they're fully pushed. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like you had to really put your full, like, weight and force on the button in order to push it because, like, there was a bit of a state where if you landed on it lightly, you didn't push the button. And, like, that actually felt juicy and kind of neat. Yeah, we're like, you, it's, it gives you the impression, like, I can't just step onto this button. I have to jump onto yeah, the I button have to, and like, land it. Yeah, I have to put some real force to this button. I, I, I also, can't just lightly tap it. Yeah, I also liked how buttons almost always had a light associated with them. Like, that, yeah, that, that goes back to the, the queuing with, like, the little X uh, near levers and spinny wheels. Um mm-hmm that was better than the little X near the levers and the spinny wheels because it was just immediately clear. Like, oh, that's an interactable. Cool. And this is where a fluoro will go. Yeah. The original, like, fluoro ones, it's like, hey, if you're, you know, if you're dropping a seed with a fluoro, if there's a little, like, button light, that's where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes before, when I, in some of my very early notes before I fully, like, remembered what the name was, I apparently called them florons. <laughs> That's okay. I like that. Like fluid, like little fluid morons, because that's what they are. <laughs> I like. I call them 
thingies. <laughs> thingies. Yeah, they are that too. The yeah. Flora's from Florence. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah. if they have cool scarves. Uh, yes. And top hats and monocles. And top hats and monocles <laughs> and, and canes. <laughs> I yeah I totally agree with uh, with Carl that I would much have preferred little fluoro accessories as the collectibles rather than uh, rather than upgrades rather than the mostly useless upgrades. Man, we that um that that should be that should be uh, an element in our uh, ghost possession puzzle solver game. <laughs> that you can collect little little outfits for your ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Yep, sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, Alright. Is that, is that all the things we have to say about this game? I think so. Unless, I don't know, Carl, I, I mean, uh, do you guys have any insight about, like, the end game that I didn't get to, that we didn't get to, um, about that? Puzzles gets really, really hard. Yes. There's like three in the end. That's disgustingly hard. <laughs> they're re- they're really good puzzles, but they're really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it it. I feel like it really. There's like a a jump. There's a pretty significant jump once you get into <laughs> the mine, and once once you have gotten to the point where you've like learned how the glow juice works. And then it's like, okay, here's the hardest puzzles in on the goddamn planet, just for you. <laughs> um, it it felt it felt like a significant difficulty spike, like once you also sort of the the thing is that that's attracted to light, and the thing is that scared of light is the same thing. Mm. It's just whether there's a light. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sort of lazy design there. But, I, I mean, if they're both in, introduced in the same space, I guess that kind of makes sense that you're introducing, like, an opposite thing. Yeah, since, since yeah, since your, like, main resource is, is, is basically just light. It's just goo that glows and emits. So, yeah, it works for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was interesting, um... I reiterate, like, that I, I wish it was a little more polished, because I think we had, uh, I think it would, would have been, like, super excellent if it was a little bit more polished. Did we just lose Carl? I think we just lost Carl. Oh, no, oh, poor no. Carl. Well, we can hope that he comes <laughs> back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was attacked by Lava Fluoro. One of the little chasers got him. Oh, no. Let's see. Um... Well, he's... That was a that was a very like, um, like nerve wracking uh, puzzle element of like attract this thing to you that if it reaches you will kill you, but uh, you know attract it just enough that you need it for, but not enough to kill yourself. Yeah, is that Carl back? Hopefully. That's me. Yeah, that's back. there he is. Okay, cool. Well, there was a huge lightning slash. Oh no! <laughs> and suddenly no internet. Oh, okay. Well, so this well, fixed may... itself fast. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see how permanently it fixes itself because, <laughs> yeah. like, that happened to me once on the windstorm, if you guys recall, where I was yeah. like, "Oh no, my power flickered," and then I was gone. Yep. <laughs> oh well. 
Um, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed for your internet. But I think we're mostly we're mostly done here, right? Yeah, just uh, gonna gonna enter the next game. I mean, do we have any like big closing thoughts? Tie it all together, put a bow on it. Sure. Uh, press B to deploy seed. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I got. Yeah. I mean, overall, overall, um, I agree with Kyla that with polish, this would have been a much more um, sound game, but, and and the the biggest problems I had were with with the signaling and communicating stuff to the player, which made me made me feel a bit bored towards the end. Uh, I I don't even want to I don't even want to uh, try to solve this puzzle anymore because I'm not really sure if I'm trying to do it right or what the actual what the game what does the game want me to do yeah how does the game want me to solve this yeah I don't I don't disagree I think I think the puzzles are much much stronger throughout sort of the early middle and then it kind of just becomes a bit much um a bit much a bit quickly I think I think the puzzles were better like mm, yeah I wouldn't know I don't know it, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah and the only one who got to the end game Carl <laughs> you, you are sort of undisputed in that opinion you're this week's MVP congratulations you did it I I, I really hated this game at first but uh, I kind of like, like it but bad movement is so hard to forgive. Yeah, it's it's not great. I had fun playing this. Though. Yeah, it's not great, but it's got a lot of charm and it's got a lot of redeeming qualities. I think it's it's got enough to recommend it. I would say beyond. Yeah, if you are if you are the sort of person who is tolerant of games that lack that level of polish, then it's kind of an interesting thing to experiment with. But if you are someone who like needs your jump physics to feel good, then maybe not. <laughs> go and replay Portal. Yeah, go yeah, go play Portal again. Yeah. All right. All right. So well, you want to talk about next week's? Or Carl should talk about yeah. it probably. You suggested it. Yeah, you suggested, I suggested it. it. So our next game is Unravel, which is a game made by Codewood Interactive. And it's a game where you play as a yarn creature thingy. And you leave a trail of yarn where you go and you use that to solve puzzles. Yeah, more <laughs> more side-scrolling puzzle platforming. We we debated whether or not Unravel would be too similar to Vessel. But in the end, we decided, why not? For the sake of in comparison. End... And it's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, that's yeah. all. that was also it. <laughs> Yeah, in the end we decided yes, it was too similar to 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 a vessel, but screw it, we'll do it anyway. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna spin it for the sake of comparison. But yeah, I, I think those were my exact words was this looks really similar to Vessel, but it's so cute. I can't stand it. So we're playing it. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see we'll see what a like um like a physics puzzle game that has the polish produced by a major studio like how that compares to like an unpolished game with heart yeah i mean 
I don't, I don't know how big of a studio Coldwood is, but it's it's got big publisher money behind yeah. it. Not a, it's, it's not a big studio. Yeah. But, yeah, I but guess it's, it's, it's not a big developer, but it is it is published big, so they at least had the money to polish it. Yeah, it's it's got well, that... Well, from E3. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's got that EA, EA publisher money behind it, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this is a game that's that's been on my radar since since it was at E3. I mean, it, it came out earlier this year, and I just yeah. haven't gotten around to playing it. Yeah, um, I'm I'm super curious, and none of us have played this before, right? Right. Oh. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I have to ins- we have to install Origin on my system though, which I'm so worried about. <laughs> yeah this this one I think this is like a first where this game isn't on Steam. Um, this one is only available on Origin on PC. Otherwise, it's uh, Xbox One and PS4. So those are your so options. apologies. Apologies for basically like making you install malware on your system. But uh... you know, it's it's funny. We were talking Sorry. about we were talking about Origin, and it's like I've heard that Origin's bad, but I have no idea why. And I I have it on my computer. Like I've never logged into it, and I've never had any issues that seem to stem from it. But yeah. Okay. I think I've, I've just heard only negative things about people's experiences with it. I don't know. So. I mean, I I will offset that with a positive. If you log into Origin, sometimes very often there will just be games that are free, and you can get them, and they're you just have them forever, and they're free. So that's nice. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you're if you're into that. Um, I you know, yeah. I wonder if that game's given as an apology for the service being shitty. Possibly. Um, I, I guess mean, the ma- one of the main complaints I've heard with um, with Origin is that it is not like it it bills itself as a um, like a system for getting games like Steam, but it's like clearly much more designed to be a DRM system, and yeah. so it's like very much about like keeping everything locked away from you until you prove that you are worthy, you know, like. Yeah, and I mean that's that's my main gripe with it is that it's it's just another layer of DRM. Like I feel, and it's the same with um, Ubisoft's UPlay client because um, mm-hmm. like I have some games on Steam where you launch them from Steam and then it brings up UPlay and you have to play it yeah. through UPlay and like that's that's not yeah. like a huge like game breaker for me or deal breaker for me. It's just an added annoyance, and that's why like. Most of the time, if it's available on GOG, I'm just gonna buy it on GOG because yeah. you don't you don't need shit for GOG. GOG is like the non DRM. GOG's like here, have the EXE, just go for it. Yeah, like basically, um, and yeah, like I like that. I mean, GOG didn't even have a client for the longest time. They've only had a client since like I don't know, early this year, maybe late last year. Like, and it's completely optional. You don't you don't need it at all. It's nice to have, but. Anyway, yeah. that's that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, you'll have to I, if if you don't have an Xbox One or a PS4, you're gonna you're gonna need Origin, and you can uninstall it as soon as you're as soon as you know this two weeks is up. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. Just make sure you check for free games. Yep. Because hey, that's the only, I think that's the only reason I still have it installed actually, but I haven't done that in a while. I forgot about it. I know I had something on Origin, but I don't know what it was. Um, maybe I know I had a copy of Spore, but it, that Spore was pre-Origin, so I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. Anywho, to say. anywho, yeah. So that's uh, what we're playing. That's what we're playing. Play we're playing Unravel. It's cute. It's cute. It's so cute. 
it's cute and it's pretty. It's both cute and pretty. Um, so it reminds me a little bit visually, like just from looking at like the cover and stuff of Samorost, which is like yeah. a game set in like a photo background with like like non-photo objects in it. Mm-hmm. It's I know that the backgrounds are all like. They're all digitally rendered and like modeled and stuff, but they're really, really nice. Like they're they're very uh, they're rendered to a very high level of detail, where they just look real. Um, or at least I'm pretty and sure that's. And it's set in case. Sweden. And it's set in Sweden. <laughs> Yay! Why Carl recommended it? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, have we? We've we've played we've played a handful of of games out of Sweden. Have, have any of yeah. them? Have any of them led us astray? I feel like just just the just the falling Maybe. crates room in uh, story about my uncle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not even the whole game. Just, just that, that one part of just that game. That one part. That's that's true. It's like half of the game, though. In terms <laughs> time of time. In terms of time, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're, we all have PTSD for, from that level. Yeah. If if ever there was a good metaphor for death in a game, it's the falling <laughs> crates. Uh... Okay, well, I think, I think we can wrap it up. Wrap it up. Alright. Uh, I, I am uh, at Kelso Time Bomb on Twitter. Uh, I also do the, the One of Us uh, community stream Friday nights. There's That's on the, the official like End Defenders calendar. If you want to sign up for a time, let me know. If you would like to be on the podcast, let me know on Twitter or, you know. Meaning whenever. to sign up for another one of us yeah i still i still really want to play Rus on on one of us i think that yeah. could be really fun i think oh. yeah i mean there's right. there's uh, open times yep um i am uh at kyla underscore go on twitter uh and on sunday mornings at 10 a.m pacific i do uh the uncaged fury stream where i stream uh old classic uh, mostly unstreamable games <laughs> <laughs> and currently we're in the middle of Earthbound, so that's fun. Come watch me play Earthbound. Good. Yeah, and I'm at Skug3 on the Twitters. And he hangs around the community heckling people in their chats. <laughs> Not really. I do my best. Carl, Carl is very lovely in chat. Yes, you're you're our friendly heckler. <laughs> Baz, right, and- would, would you like to pimp your Twitter since you made a Twitter specifically for the purposes of getting a hold of me? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, apparently at Mass Delta, M-A-Z, or sorry, M-A-Z, Delta. And yeah, been on the social media since last week. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and I I think I want to do a one of us one of us stream at some point as well. Cool. Yeah, and I you... urge urge everyone to try. It's it's fun. Yeah, because you did uh, what was Gods will be watching? Is that the game? Oh yeah, didn't get very far. That's fine. I I always confuse uh, Gods will be watching with um that the pseudo sequel to Drive, which I think is only God forgives. I mix them up in my head, so I never know which one I'm talking about. But yeah, that was gosh, that's a, that's a brutal game <laughs> and I guess there's a um, possibility to do uh, some of us which is we just stream with a bunch of people yeah we've I mean there's oh, there's always been talk of that I think some people were talking about doing 
uh, Overwatch, possibly, but, you know, that, I, well, there was, there was one, some of us, someone, a few people did, uh, Don't Starve Together, and that was a while ago, so that's, that's also always a possibility, if you want to get some, yeah. get some, get some peeps together, and, uh, and play something multiplayer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't feel like Come you have out. to. It'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, don't feel like you have to fly solo on that stuff either, so. Maybe I, think... I should uh, maybe I should get some get a partner and um, stream a a play test of uh, turn up the heat. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that could be a fun one of us activity. Yes, yeah. So I actually I actually have a prototype that's probably like play testable at this point. The problem is that it doesn't have an end state currently. Oh, <laughs> so it's just like just play until I guess we see how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> Have we turned up the heat? Yes or no? <laughs> it's up to you to decide. Yep. Alright. Well, I think that was a podcast that we just done did. Alright. Thanks for thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, hope thanks. You had, hope, hope you had fun struggling with Vessel. Yes, and uh, thanks for joining us, Maz. Thanks for making a Twitter account. <laughs> for, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go ahead and follow you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody follow me. I'll do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. All mm. right. We will That's see it. you the next time. We will be playing uh, Unravel. It'll be cute. Yep. <laughs> Tune right. in next time for cute. <laughs> yes. All right. See you later, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah.